Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you can give me a mug, I pour coffee in it, it disintegrates because it was made out of hardened cum. My guest today is a hilarious comedian who has written for Netflix's Human Resources and appeared in Jurassic World Domination. My producer has been so excited for him to be on the podcast. She has gone on and on about how I am not her favorite comedian, (laughs) nor am I her favorite podcaster, and she doesn't even like me that much. The person she likes is on the podcast today. I have right here on Zoom Flesh, Caleb Heron. <laughs> hi, Nicole. Hi, hi, hi. Imagine my producer hated me so much that she wrote that into the intro. Hey. <laughs> I was just very, very excited. Also, I think it's Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion. Is that true? Oh, no. What did I say? Domination. <laughs> it's whatever you want it well, to be. guess what? It should be Jurassic World domination because these <laughs> fucking dinosaurs keep dominating and that's why we keep getting sequels. So wait, what is it? Jurassic World dominoes? <laughs> it's Dominion. Dominion? Like King's Dominion? The theme park in Virginia? <laughs> Not King's Dominion. Okay, Virginia, you- Virginia fans, you're eating on this episode. <laughs> Have you been to King's Dominion? No. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't been to a theme park in Virginia. Are you crazy? You haven't been to Virginia's premier water park, King's Dominion. It is world-class rides. Rides. Grab a buddy and scream out loud on one of their 13 world-class roller coasters, including Intimidator 305, one of the tallest and fastest roller coasters on the East Coast you've never been. No. You can get a gold pass. I'm a Worlds of Fun bitch. You ever been to Worlds of Fun? No. What the fuck is Worlds of Fun? <laughs> I'm going. I'm literally getting on a plane in three hours, and I'm going to Worlds of Fun. I'm not kidding. Uh, it's a it's a, a local theme park in Kansas City. 
Does it have a Soak City? Because King's Dominion has a Soak City. It has Oceans of Fun attached to it, which is a water a water Wait, park. Wait, what's it called? Worlds of Fun and Oceans of Fun. Worlds of Fun. And where is this place? It's in Kansas City, and in October they do a haunt. Okay. They turn the whole thing spooky. It all turns spooky. Oh, it's spooky ook. It's spooky ook. I love this for you. So who are you going with? Um, a lover... A friend, an enemy. I am going with, oh, I wish a lover. That'd be so cute. Actually, when I was in high school, it was such a thing to go. I live like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, I grew up hour and a half, two hours away from this theme park. And in the fall, the couples, once you got your driver's license, all the couples in high school, I did not date in high school, really. They would go to Worlds of Fun and do the haunt thing together and go to like haunted houses and like hold each other and be cute. And that, I think that I really was, I was so jealous of that. But I'm going with friends. Going with friends from college. That's nice. I often get jealous during the spooky season where couples go fucking pumpkin picking. Seems lame. Seems lame. Until yeah. you and a loved one are picking up big orange things and taking them home and loving each other. If a friend asked me to go to a pumpkin patch, I would tell them to jump off a bridge. But if my boyfriend wanted to go to a pumpkin yes. patch, I'd wear matching sweaters and do it. Are you kidding? Yes. I once dated a man and I begged him to wear matching outfits with me on outings. <laughs> and he was fervently like, absolutely not. Uh, and that didn't last. So I'm on the hunt for someone to wear something matching and go spooky ooky pumpkin picking with me. It's the season for it. I'm I'm gonna I'm putting it out there in the universe. I will find someone who wants to pumpkin pick with me. Yes. By this time next year, me, my boyfriend, you, and your boyfriend will all be at a pumpkin patch together. I can feel it. Oh my god, let's double date. <laughs> let's do it. I ran into you at Hilarity for Charity, which is Seth Rogen and his lovely wife Lauren's. Uh, foundation where they're looking for the cure to Alzheimer's and we hung out for a little bit and you went to the bathroom and you disappeared and I said wow <laughs> I did not go to the bathroom honey I was 10 feet behind you I had to step oh, I was really? just stepped I stepped out to yeah I stepped out to smoke a little and then I came back and I was just standing I was standing near you still <laughs> but you know I <laughs> Look, when you're on hour four of a charity event, you got to step outside and smoke a little weed. That's just you what do. has to happen. You do? You, you have to. smoke just to, the scenes just kind of, I can't really smoke weed out in public anymore. What happened? So like, I'm a pretty boisterous, loud person and I feel no. like people stare at me when I'm quiet and I'm like... <laughs> I just like want to be here with my thoughts, like amongst the people. But then people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, because I'm not screaming. Yeah. Technically I'm fine. I'm just like a little stone, you know? So yeah, that's where I'm at. I get real honest. I was, I got, a, I got, I got a little too high. Cause that Seth Rogen weed is not a joke. And I started telling the truth about the magician. <laughs> I started telling the truth about the magician. Wow. And, Okay. And it, I shouldn't have been doing it. I should not have been doing it. Okay. I mean, we all have our thoughts and theories about magic. I will say, I fucking love the Magic Castle. Have you ever been? I haven't because I, I can't. Magic, I try, I'm one of the people that tries to break it all down and be like, how they do it. It's a lie. It's a trick. It is a trick. <laughs> <laughs> it is a trick. It is truly wild and i love it magic castle you're a stan you're going all the time i will go any and every day um the magician who we we're talking about justin woman he once put a piece of corn through his face and it came out of his eye and he did it on nailed it and it was too spooky to air on nailed it yeah yeah they were like no that's not we're not gonna be nailing that not for the no, viewers thank you we can't do that thank you so much the children will be frightened I don't like hearing about it, frankly. Every, uh, this is the second time you've told me, and both times my my body has rejected it. My body goes, no. I love this. Wait, Caleb, tell me this. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Are you dating? 
Are you betrothed? <sighs> Nicole, you know I'm single. You know I've been single my whole life. Um, I'm da- I'm dating ish. I'm always out and about, but I'm I'm um I'm a saboteur. I sabotage myself and my relationships, and I'm I'm just not. It's never happened for me. How are you out here saboteuring? I will go. Well, okay. There's a lot of there's a lot to dig into here. Um, I sabotage. I will find one thing wrong with somebody, and certainly because of my own shit, I have my own commitment issues. And I'll be like, oh, this is never going to work. I shouldn't see them again. And I'll go on like two or three dates and then I'll be like, oh, God, won't work. And then I cancel I cancel them <laughs> in my life. Canceled. I canceled. I think the problem uh, is not only my commitment issues, um, but also it's really easy, I think, when you have like a lot of good friendships in your life. And uh, the you're a gay man, so you can have casual sex on Grindr very easily. Mm-hmm. To just be like, I'm good. Everything, I got everything I need. It's all working out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. How old are you? Is it out in the world? Do you care to share? Oh, yeah. I'm 27. You're still so young. <laughs> I I'm remember. I remember being a Google Gaga 27-year-old. And I said, yum, yum, yum. Casual sex will do it for me forever. And now I'm at the ripe old age of 42, and I just am so fucking horny for dumb shit couples do. Yesterday was (laughs) National Boyfriend Day, and it felt like a direct attack on me. Every time I fucking opened Twitter, it was like, he's not in your boyfriend yet. Make sure you get a picture of your boyfriend. Make sure your boyfriend said, I love you. I was so mad all day. Look, uh, okay, so let me ask you this. Are you still doing... What is your feeling on casual sex now? Yes or no? My feeling on casual sex is I'm about to do it. I hooked up with this dude in Houston uh, a full year ago. He DM'd me like, what's up? You think you'll be in town soon? I said no, but guess what? I'm going to be in town soon specifically to fuck this man. And I'm going to let him know that that's what's up because I'm horny and I need it. Nicole, I got to say, I'm a little I'm a little disappointed in you that you're going to fly to Houston when you could import the dick to LA. Fly him Here's here. The thing, I need to get out of LA for a second, and I'm not trying to have sex in my home with strangers. So it's like, okay, she gets on a little airplane. Maybe I go to a little thrift store, have a lovely eat, pray, love thing in Houston, Texas. And then I get fucked. I take all my little things and tchotchkes home, and then I have a nice life again. I gotta say, you're onto something, I think, about the way that I remain in such uh, love with LA, and I do love LA, is I leave at least every other month. No questions asked. I definitely Mm -hmm. have to go on a trip somewhere else. Yeah, I've been going on trips. I went to Mexico twice. This year was very, very nice. Um, But I have been here for like a couple of months. I've been here since May, I think. And I'm like, oh no, I went to San Francisco, but that doesn't fucking count. Um, But yeah, I got to get the fuck up out of here. Are you at the point, because I've gotten between between touring and having lived in a couple different cities and things now, I have, when I go to a city, there are a couple of people in my phone book that I'm like, I'm going to text you, we're going to have sex. And that, do you have that in different cities? You have one in Houston. No. But are you keeping, well, I have you don't keep a Rolodex? I have one singular person in Houston. If there was a <laughs> Rolodex to keep, I would keep it. Um, I don't get chuckle fuckers. A lot of female identifying people, we don't get chuckle fuckers. Um, people don't want a funny woman. People don't want a fat woman. People don't want a fat black funny woman. And uh, some do. I'm not gonna say not everybody, but like I live in a I live in reality. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I yeah. I feel. I mean, I I, I have always. I'm so jealous of my my some of my thin acquaintances have like a, a third of the personality that I have, and they could get fucked walking down the street. I have to put in so much work so to have much casual work. sex as a fat person. Yes. I have to be so good. <laughs> You have to be very funny, witty, but then if you're a woman, you have to hide your wit and hide your funny, and then this man says something that is the dumbest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. He starts laughing, and then you go, 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're so funny <laughs> and then you bat your eyes at them being like just fuck me and then they're like oh wow you really love you know you, you think i'm really funny i'm like i do i do think you are so funny because that's what men seem to want to hear all the time um and then you know maybe i'll get fucked <sighs> or maybe Caleb, maybe the move is throw myself into my work even more, have less of a social life and then cry myself to sleep every night. It's one or the other. <laughs> Look, I, I uh, very regularly, I'm like, maybe I'll just do the, the really intense career thing. But the issue for me is I want kids. So I'm like, I <gasps> Ew, gotta find somebody. How many? I know I would love like three or four kids. Three I know. or four. How on earth would you keep track of all their names and what they like <laughs> and what they do? That's crazy. What if one likes soccer, one likes tennis, one likes sitting, and then the other one is like, I don't know, a, a fucking uh, rides elephants. Like, how do you keep all that straight? And then you have to take them to elephant lessons. Well, uh, first of all, hired help. <laughs> I think it's the first you got to get you got to get some help. And yeah, I mean just the one who likes sitting would obviously be my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to like them more than tennis kid for sure. What kid is into tennis? The Williams sisters were very into tennis, but I don't Ugh. know if it was forced or a dream. Caleb, here's another thing. If you, okay, so say you have a partner, will one mm. be dad and one will be daddy or will you both be daddies? Oh my God, I haven't thought about this. Well, Nobody you know, has, it's a dumb question. No, but I, I actually, you know, you know Sabrina Jalice. I love her. Her and her wife, Shauna. They're, uh, I think uh, their kid calls Shauna uh mom or mommy and calls uh, sabrina baba which um i forget what it means but that's cute maybe we'll do something cute with it you know if i have kids i think i want my kid to be like hey you i mean what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want now not hey you hey you hey lady <laughs> Hey, lady, I'm hungry. Hey, lady, <laughs> give me a hand over here. I need a snack. Hey, lady, give me a tit. I need milk. Nom, 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 nom. I just really want construction worker babies. Construction worker baby. Okay, <laughs> feature idea. Start writing the script, <laughs> <Yeah>. babe. <laughs> From the minds of boss baby comes construction worker baby. <laughs> the working class response <laughs> to boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so are you dating right now? What's the deal? Are you on the apps? Tell me everything. I am on the apps. I find it increasingly difficult to, um, to, I'm, I'm gone so much from where I live that mm -hmm. it, when I'm in town to, and I'm, I know you relate when I'm in LA to give up a night, even a coffee, even a drink. There's so many people I don't see that I loved to give it up to some stranger. Mm hmm is a fucking nightmare, but I'm doing it. I just actually, I, uh, two nights ago, I went on a very good first date and I'm excited about it. Ooh, how'd you meet them on an app? Uh, I met him on, yes, on Tinder. Um, and we went to dinner and got ice cream and it was cute. I mean, we'll see, you know? Yeah. I gotta say that's the worst part about going on a first date. You go, great. This was good. This was fine to good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to like keep meeting them to find out if they're good or bad. Because everyone's on their best behavior on the first date. And you don't find out anything until like a month or two in. I, exactly. And I've never gotten past the phase of being, like I said, I, I am annoyed that there are so many friends I don't see regularly because of our travel and work schedules that when I'm in LA that even giving up a second, third and fourth date uh, time for that. I'm like, if this doesn't turn into marriage and kids and we die together, I'm a monogamist, unfortunately, then I'm like, this was a waste and I'm mad about it, which is something I'm trying to like reframe my perspective on, but it's how I feel. Wait, what do you mean reframe your perspective on it? Well, I'm trying to be more like, like what I feel right now is like, Every night I give to a stranger that doesn't end in like a long lasting great relationship, I feel annoyed at the prospect and I don't want to go. I'd rather hang out with my friends. 
and I'm trying to think of it more as like, well, it's never going to happen if you don't try. And also, you know, you're meeting people and it could be, you could get material from it or you, I'm trying to find anything to latch onto about it. That'll be like, no, it's actually good. If you go on a date, that's horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Although before each date, I truly pray to the heavens and go, I don't want material. I want to meet somebody. Yes. And like, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Cause that's what it is. A lot of the time. Like I went on a date with a man who scooted to our date. He had a scooter. Scooted. He like wanted to walk me to, to my car. I think I've told this story on the podcast, but he wanted to walk me to my car. And I was like, well, where, where are you parked? If you're parked really far, I can take you. And then he pulled a scooter from under the table. And it was like, I scooted here. Ugh. And I said, you know, that's really great for you. And I'm not like looking down on scooters or nothing like that. But like, I am. I, I like, <laughs> I just like, <laughs> Scooting might be fun, but like, I just, I just want you to have a car. I want you to pick me up on a car, not on the back of a scooter where I go flying off and die before the date. Pick me up. Yeah. I, I really want, I, I also, I also, I will, uh, in the spirit of vulnerability tell you, I have uh, had entire sex with a guy and then afterwards he rode off on a penny board and one of those tiny little skateboards. I've never been more mortified in my life. <laughs> but also, yeah, I want to be picked up. I, I want to be picked up. Someone plan a date. Yes, plan a date. Pick me up. Romance me. Give me like flowers. Give me gifts. That's, that's all I want. I just I want to be romantic. Everyone is fighting so hard now not to be a try hard that like, yeah, I feel like there's no like, at least nobody I'm really going on dates with is like doing anything cool. Like no one's like giving compliments or like planning big things. They're just like, should we get a drink? And I'm like, Oh God. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> which is a very, like nobody's trying anymore. I gotta say, I think I said this before on my podcast, but like after that second vaccine came out, I feel like everybody was like, this is our second chance at living. I want to be <laughs> in a relationship. I want to get married. Let's go out. And now it's all back to like, I'm just looking to hook up. I'm ethically non-monogamous. You want to be our third? I'm like, listen, <laughs> I just got to get into one relationship that's monogamous. And like, I'm loved before I can even think about being the second to someone's loving relationship. Uh, yeah, I'm, I can't do it. I want to, I don't want to be anybody's third. I am very monogamous. I don't want to date six people. I'm not interested. It's just stressful and I don't like it. I want one person. Thank you. I also think it's too much. I'm like, I think I'm too much like Bravo to people who can do it. But like, I just, I need a lot <laughs> and I need one person to handle it because I can't split it between two people. I'll be telling everyone the same thing over and over again. I'd be too crazy. Can't do it. I also think it's very enlightened. Like, I think it's very progressive and cool. I just, I, I've, I think I've gone far enough. I've unpacked plenty of stuff from my conservative upbringing and I've done a lot of work and now I'm like, I'll just keep the thing where I have one partner. I'll just keep that part. And everyone else can be more progressive than me in their relationships. I'm okay with that. Okay. You went to Missouri State University? Ah! Yeah, I did. Go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> I once did a show there where I didn't know it was Friends and Family Weekend. And a bunch of children learned about my pussy. But So you did your undergrad there, and then you were going to go to lawyer school? That was the plan. I was. I was, yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer. What kind of lawyer? I wanted to be a civil rights attorney. I was very like, uh, I had like favorite, I had favorite Supreme Court justices in high school. I wanted to like, I thought I was going to change the world. Who was your favorite? Clarence Thomas? Yeah. Oh my God. How did you know? Yeah. I love, <laughs> it was like Clarence Thomas, uh, Scalia. <laughs> no, when I was growing up, I, I was really kind of infatuated with Thurgood Marshall. I had read a, a bunch of like books about him. Oh, interesting. I just think he was a fascinating guy. Yeah. And I wanted to be, I wanted to work for like the ACLU or something. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. And now 
Now you're just like giving people the charity of laughter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ch- I'm changing the world through comedy. No, not at you all. You are. I- comedy can change the world. So, okay, you were in a fraternity. What the fuck was that like? Oh my God. Here we go. How did you know that? Who told you that? Who did this research? Mars? My lovely assistant, Lindsay. She's truly incredible. I love her so. Lindsay, I was in a fraternity all four years. I joined, I I rushed kind of as a joke. I thought, wouldn't it be funny to go hang out with these douchebags for a couple days? <laughs> and then I met some guys who were actually pretty cool. And I was like, well, it'd be good for for like getting into law school and stuff. And uh, they they know everybody on campus and it's like a good way to get involved, whatever. And I ended up kind of liking it. I, I mean, I stayed in it, but the last like year and a half or two years, I was mostly like, I'm not coming to any meetings. Don't find me. Let's just, you know, do our own thing. Let's just break up. Well, it's kind of like, I. It, it was so goofy. I mean, every, every, I think it was Sunday nights. We had a meeting where we had to dress up and like talk about, uh, you know, all the issues of the chapter or whatever. And I was just like, I'm not coming to this shit anymore. I'm like starting to think about graduation and moving. And I, I, yeah, I just was like, I can't do this anymore, but it was, it was, it was fun. There were a bunch of guys that I, uh, love and I'm still friends with and then there are a bunch of guys that I never want to talk to again <laughs> kind I of like any group that. of people I mean tis the way of life I know uh, I worked at a store for a very long time and there's like two girls I still talk to and everyone else I was like oh kick rocks y'all sucked what was the store lame giant what's that Lane Bryant. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is that? Yeah, Lane Bryant, but um, I call it Lame Giant. Nobody ever thought it was funny. Um, okay, so in college, you joined a improv team, Grin and Barrett. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> you just, you just reading facts of my life to me. Uh, yeah, I joined an improv team, and that's maybe one of the most embarrassing. Well. Joining an improv team is a little embarrassing. Loving it and like letting it change your life in a genuine way is so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> like I literally, I started like every time I do an improv show, I'm like, this is embarrassing. Like we're all getting together, getting really amped up to make things up on stage. But well, you go into it. Tell me about Grin and Barrett. Oh, I got very into uh, I mean, improv started to be, I was so depressed when I started doing improv. It's the reason I started doing it is because I was like, you know, a college sophomore and I was like suicidal and was like, what, what, what is life? I'm learning about like injustice for the first time. Um, and I, oh yeah, I got so into it. I was like, um, reading like improv books and like sharing quotes on Facebook and being like, yes. And is, it will change your life. I was so into it. Yeah, I mean, I did too. I like, when I got into it, I was in real fucking deep. <laughs> so then after college, you moved to Chicago to perform mm-hmm. more improv at I.O. Uh, all the time. I mean, like every every night for, for like a year, I will say for like a year in Chicago, I was like improv all the time, every night, let's do it. And then I was very quickly like, this is going to go nowhere. <laughs> so I started doing improv and sketch and I was ahead of the curve a little bit, I think, in having that realization quickly. Did you, you didn't, did, were you ever in Chicago? Did you spend time in Chicago? No, I didn't spend time in Chicago. I spent a solid, I would say six years doing improv at UCB in New York. Rock on. Uh-huh. And did you love it? Oh my God. I knew who you were at Chelsea. all the performers were. I knew you were who under the Gristides. All the teams were. You better believe <laughs> I lived under that Gristides, that nasty carpeted theater, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I had some of the best times. I met some of the best people. Um, but yeah, I wish I like started making like digital content a little sooner. Yeah, you know, putting those sketches online a little sooner. But, you know, it is what it is, and life is good. Life is good. It worked out how it was supposed to, babe. It you're one of the did. you're one of the improv success stories. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, Caleb, when did you move from Chicago to Los Angeles, California? Los Angeles. I um I moved uh, so I moved to Chicago right after college, like um, uh, a week after I graduated. I lived there for 3 years. 
And then in uh, June of 2020, so just over two years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic, I moved out to LA because I was like, my lease is up and I had decided before COVID that I was ready to leave Chicago. And so I just went ahead and did it anyway. I love it. And you do that like mid pandemic, right? Yeah, it was spooky, spooky. I mean, we... I loaded up a, a truck with my friend uh, Shelby Wolstein, who's a, a genius comedian and a collaborator of mine. And we we uh, moved f- out. We drove out from Chicago to L.A. with the two of us and both of our moms. And okay. she drove her car. And we put my car on a trailer. And yeah, we did. We did the thing. It was um, but it was wild because you were scared to stop at a gas station or anything because of um covid and driving through like parts of utah where no one was wearing masks in june of 2020 i couldn't believe it but yeah it was it was nuts <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild i went to like oklahoma or somewhere to shoot a movie bit part not even a brag and i asked the craft service person i was like because the cop that was like on set was like not wearing a mask and i had to drive a cop car and i was like Oh, truly don't feel comfortable getting into that car, breathing in that man's air. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll put him in a mask. So then I made a very big production of spraying Lysol all over this man's car. Um, And then I asked the craft service lady, I was like, like, what is the deal here? Like, did you guys like, what was your lockdown like? And she's like, lockdown? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, honey, we didn't lock down. There was no lockdown over here. so wild to me because like i have a friend in new york who still has ptsd because there was a freezer truck full of dead covid bodies around her corner and i'm like uh, <laughs> the rest of the country like didn't get it it's wild to me but yeah moving mid-pandemic crazy so many people i yeah i i, I when i my dad died earlier this year and i went to get like condolence flowers uh condolences flowers for my grandmother and it was i mean not funny ultimately but i went and the woman was like i'm so sorry darling we are out of condolences arrangements because everybody's been dying of covid (laughs) (laughs) she was like we can do a happy birthday arrangement and take out the happy birthday (laughs) and i was like holy fucking shit y'all are doing things a little different over here god this this has been like the casual the most casual pandemic I've ever been. I mean, I've never been a part of a pandemic, but like everyone, that's the most casual thing I think I have ever heard. Oh, honey, we ran out of condolences once. Everybody keep dying. But you know what I can do? Spin up that happy birthday to say, (laughs) happy you didn't have a birthday because you did. Like (laughs) She said, darling, I don't even know how to tell you this. Everybody's dead. (laughs) Yeah. How fucking wild. Real quick, Kayla, we have to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh boy, we're back. Okay. Caleb, mm. tell me about a date that you went on that was like bad, but not bad in a trauma way because it's a comedy podcast. Bad in a ha 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 way. <laughs> I went on a date. Man, I blocked this out. <laughs> I went on a date in Chicago. This is, um, this must have been. Late 2019, early 2020, I'm guessing, because I had um I had gotten I had gotten a lot of internet followers by that point, which is around the time that that happened. So and that matters because I was um used to dating as somebody who did not have any kind of attention. Mm-hmm. And it was a nightmare in its own right. But I went on a date with this guy who had messaged me um on Instagram and he'd been super flirty and he was like he wasn't even gorgeous. He was cute. Like he was a cute gay guy. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, he seems nice. So I was like, okay, this could be something. So, um, he was like, he was like, do you want to get together sometime? I was like, sounds good. And then the day of, he was like, I'm going to hit you up. Uh, or he was like, I'm going to hit you up the day of, I work in the same area as you. We can find a place near our offices. We both worked in downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. Lots of great restaurants down there. Very good. Um, very good great food and i was like okay sounds good and i dressed cute to work that day so that i could go straight to the date and i was like okay cool first date this is fun and um he messaged me like two hours before we were supposed to meet and said hey can you meet me at the corner of uh so and so and such and such and Mm -hmm. meet me at this corner and i said okay and i looked and there's really no restaurants on that corner but i was like, okay i meet him there he says let's go over here and takes me to a chipotle um, we get, we each get our own bowls. We, we get our, we get our Chipotle bowls uh-huh. and, and I'm thinking like, oh, maybe he's just like wants to do something quick. And if we hit it off, he wants to go to the next place or whatever. So I'm like, okay, this is uh bizarre, but okay. So we pay, pay separately for our Chipotle. I'm like, alrighty. Which my opinion, by the way, on, on gay dating is whoever asks to go on the date pays. Mm-hmm. Anywho, we pay for our separate bowls. We sit down. Um, he tells me that he is getting over a crystal meth addiction. Okay. First and date. I says, okay. And I said, rock on. Congratulations. Yes. And then, and then he asked me if I would um, be interested in, well, he gives me a long winded pitch about a web series that he's uh, writing. Okay. And asks me if I would be interested in producing the web series. Oh. Like uh, uh, helping like make the web series uh-huh. happen. And then I was like, Oh, you are absolutely just asking me for um, help on your web series and not ask if we're not on a date. And I, I I, could not stop laughing. I left the date. It was, oh, you know what? It had to be Christmas time because I, I walked alone after the date to the Chris Kendall market. And if you're in Chicago, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Um, and I just was laughing out loud alone at the Christmas market uh, hysterically. <laughs> I, I must have looked... <laughs> I must have looked like a maniac. I was like truly walking around this like little cutesy Christmas market in downtown Chicago, hysterically laughing. And I was like, this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I just love the goal 
of this the audacity man to be like, listen, meth was a problem and no longer a problem. Do you want to produce my web series? Like, also, having like 80,000 followers on Twitter does not at all qualify somebody to produce anything. Yes, it does. Once you cross 50, you have all of the money from Twitter <laughs> to produce whatever you want. Thank you. Thank you. That's <laughs> wild. I've had people ask me to read scripts on dates and I'm like, I don't even have a production company. I don't have I don't have anything for you. Even if I wanted to and I don't, that's not why I'm here. Mm -hmm. It's so it's so goofy. It's in beyond goofy caleb what's the first date you've been on do you remember uh when i was like uh closeted in high school that that date yeah what was that like oh man i remember i took a girl to the movies and her mom had to drive us we mm -hmm. were in maybe like eighth or ninth grade and we went with some other, like some other friends were meeting us there and it was like all boys and girls pairing up and being like, I'm going with Josh and I'm going with Katie and whatever. I was, I was, I knew I was gay, but I was trying obviously very hard not to be, but I, during, but during the previews to the, <laughs> to the movie, <laughs> everyone started talking about this girl that we went to school with who I won't name that was giving, um, hand jobs behind the bowling alley oh. she had been giving guys she had been giving guys hand jobs behind the bowling alley wow and everyone was joking like the bowling alley was right across from the movie theater this is a very small town and everyone was joking like maybe we'll go to the bowling alley after the movie and i was terrified <laughs> that i was gonna have to let this girl jerk me off behind the bowling because <laughs> i was like i don't know if i can even get hard for that it doesn't sound good <laughs> <laughs> and I was scared. I was I was horrified. I was like, I don't want a hand job behind the bowling alley. Like I don't. I was like, borderline panicking. It was. I, yeah, that was nuts. I mean, that is truly outstanding. What if we have to go to the bowling alley? And what if I have to get a hand job? <laughs> I don't want to get a hand job behind the bowling alley from a girl. Maybe from a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe from anybody else except for this girl. That's so funny. I fucking love that. What's the best date you've been on? I mean, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of incredible dates to choose from. I'm trying to think. There was a, there was a string of um, <laughs> there was a string of dates. I met this guy who was really cute, and he he was like a, all green flags, all green flags. He was he was he was very uh, I was attracted to him, mm -hmm. and then he like you know he had all the things I want. He like loved his family. He like had had like long lasting friendships, which I think is a huge green flag. He whatever he had all these things that I think are like huge, and. The first date we went on, I was like, I'm just going to plan a date and you're just going to come and I'm not going to tell you what it is and you're going to mm -hmm. come along for the ride. And then the second date, he was like, I'm going to plan a date and you're, I'm not going to tell you what it is. And then we went back and forth like this for like five, four, five or six, four or five something um, dates where every other one, the other person would plan a secret date and we would go on it. And it was really cute and very sweet. And we ended up going to like you know, some great restaurants. We went to uh, a cute little concert at the Moroccan room. We went to like a, an arcade bar. Um, yeah, we just did like this random shit. It was really cute. And I, I was like that, that was a lot of fun. I love that. That is adorable. I was dating a dude where we would alternate shitty restaurants and good restaurants. We would yeah. go to a nice one and then a shitty one and then a nice one and then a shitty one. And that was like really special. Yeah, it's a cute, a little like, yeah, a little something, a little, a little like, um, I don't know, game's not the word, but a little like routine yeah, is like kind little, of adorable. like cute little thing between the two of you, but I fucked that one up, so it didn't last. <laughs> I, I, I fucked this one up, so I'm like, we, you and me, we're on the same page, because I fucked that up big time. Yeah, I'm not good at relationshiping, like I'm not good at like dating somebody for any <laughs> amount of time. I will do something that makes you so angry. You don't want to talk to me anymore. And I guess you could say that's my gift. Do you think it's intentional? Are you, do you think there's some part of you that's ruining things on purpose or is it genuinely just bad luck? Um, it, it has to be something in me because <laughs> sometimes I'll do things and be like, Hmm, 
that wasn't good. And then like a couple minutes later, be like, hey, I know what I just said might have been or not might have been was hurtful. And I'm sorry. I was just being, I guess, sassy. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm always constantly fucking things up. <laughs> I mean, hey, I relate. I, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, I at least now can recognize that uh, I am sabotaging something when I'm doing it. Like, I'll be like, okay, and now I am sabotaging this. <laughs> Maybe I take a break and, and wait a day, and then I end up doing it anyway. But at least I know. I think that's progress. Yeah, I think it is progress to know. I have a date coming up, and I'm trying to, like, keep it in my brain that, like, this person might be great, they might be bad, but, like, what I can do is not be a psychopath. I could yeah. just be a normal, <laughs> nice person. Yeah. <sighs> it's exhausting, Caleb. I hey, I'm with you. This whole thing, this whole uh, this whole dating thing. Well, wait, you you earlier though when I said I wanted uh when I said I wanted monogamy and kids, you really balked at that. Do you do you have no interest? So, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I I will like a monogamy. I would like to be yeah. someone's only um, for about 10 years. And then maybe we'll open it up. 10 years is a long time to fuck the same person. Surely we're not happy sexually. I feel it. Unless I'm with someone who's like rocking my world for 10 years. And in which case, I don't think I need anything else. But whatever. Uh, maybe in 10 years, we open it up. We have a little fun. Don't care. I don't think I want kids. I can't possibly wake up in the morning and go i have to feed you or change your diaper or like like <laughs> i need to like take you to school or like play with you and stimulate your mind my mind needs to be stimulated i need my die die change i need <laughs> i need things i'm too selfish i think to be a mother and i think i understand that and i think a lot more people would be better off if they understood that they're too selfish for a child. I yeah, uh, hearing what you're saying, I'm 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 very much I think you've made the right decision. <laughs> when you when you said you couldn't fathom playtime with your child, I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe we don't. Maybe we don't have kids." Yeah, sitting down and being like, "Here, put this square in this square hole, not the triangle hole." This is not a triangle. Like, I would just get so annoyed. I'd be like, what are you, an idiot? And it's like, no, baby, I'm a baby. I, I'm, no, I'm a technically baby. an idiot because I don't know anything. No, lady, I'm a, I'm a baby. <laughs> hey, I'm a baby walking. I'm a fucking Where's baby. my hammer? <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, we have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. Okay, Kayla, people will slide into your DMs after this because men have it easier than women. So what is the ideal partner you're looking for? Put it out there so when they slide in, they know whether or not they have a chance. Oh, man. Um, You know, a a cute bisexual Jewish man would be... (laughs) If you're out there... If you're you're out there... No, that's specific. But if you're out there, let me know. Other than that, more generally, you know, somebody... It's all the normal shit. Somebody who's... uh, Somebody who's funny and nice um, and smart. I would love... Oh, God. If you're into me, if you're a single gay man who thinks you might be into me and you don't work anywhere near the entertainment industry, please give me a fucking Mm -hmm. call. And if you're a comedian, please lose my fucking number. I <laughs> am so tired. Oh, I just want to. I just want to date someone. I just want to date a lovely accountant. I think that would be so nice. That that sounds like a, a nice thing. But I will say this: when you date someone who's not in the entertainment industry, it is a constant conversation as to why I said I'd be done with this project at this time, but I'm two hours later because something was wrong on set that is out of my control. Yeah. Or I have to fly out to so-and-so tomorrow because everything runs at the last minute. That's the only thing about dating someone not in the entertainment business. I think I want to date like... I don't know, one of the accountants from the Emmys. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I painted too broad a brush because I will say that there's nothing sexier to me in the world than a musician. And Ooh. a musician, if, you, if you're a musician, I, I want to hear from you. Adam Levine might slide into the DMs and say your, your body's so fucking hot. I really loved those DMs. It really it brought fu- me joy. Yeah, I would fuck Adam Levine. Everyone, look, everyone who's like, oh, his his tattoos look like Chipotle bags, whatever. <laughs> Some of his music has been great, and I think he's hot, and I would fuck him. Sorry. I don't know what yeah, to say. Yeah, I think he's hot, too. Absolutely would fuck him. Do think his tattoos are a little stupid. I also think he's got a dumb fucking face, but I think he fucks really good. I think he probably does. And I'm sorry. Some of the Maroon 5 songs have really done it for me. So that's part of it. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you a Maroon 5 song. Yes, you could too. Do not be, okay. do not be too cool. All right. Hold on. Yeah, uh, this kiss is a fall me down. Take it. It's all on me. Right now we said it's up there. We like for you. <laughs> there we go. I do know a Maroon 5 song. Hey, you know so many Maroon 5 songs. You just don't know the titles of them. Okay, probably. Hit, hit me with another one. Oh, God. Uh, sugar. Yes, please. You know that one? No. <laughs> you know Sugar. Wait, sing, and you sing also- more. Sugar. That's all I know of it. Makes the people come together. Yeah. Um, what about this one? What about this one? Beauty queen of only 18. She has some problems with herself. You know what I'm talking about? No. Hit me with the chorus. Oh, God. What is the chorus of that one? Has some problems with herself. And she will oh, be loved. loved. She, she will, will 
be loved. Yes, okay. That's actually not a bad song. It's a good Thank one. Thank you for taking me on a Maroon 5 journey. <laughs> I guess I'm here for uh, Maroon 5. Hey, look. They've got uh, they've got some they've got some bangers. They're not they're not. Uh, to, listen, here's what I'll say: top forty ish songs to mm-hmm. me are like chain restaurants. They're popular because they're good. I I'm not too cool. Agree. When people are like, "Pop music sucks," I'm like, "Can you get a grip?" Because it's popular <laughs> because we all like it. Right. It's fun and it sticks in my head from the radio. Sorry, I'm not a genius. Like there is these two white women. I can't remember. I stumbled upon them on Instagram, but one of them was just like, Beyonce is overrated. Sure. She can Uh, sing. And yeah, I guess she's amazing. This, that, and the other. And I was like, you're saying she's amazing. You're saying she's great, but you're saying she's overrated. But then there was another clip about how they don't wash their hands after peeing because they're not touching their pussies. And I was like, ah, this opinion is just null and void we we can't possibly listen to anything else these lovely white ladies are saying god bless good luck have fun with whoever you want to listen to there's also there's something there's something (laughs) there's something about white people when they get what they think is a valid reason to criticize a black person like uh, so some of the shit I saw about Clarence Thomas or Kanye, mm-hmm. like anytime there's like a valid criticism, there's a kind of like shaking rage mm-hmm. that comes with it that I'm like, <laughs> tone it down. <laughs> like there's something else going on. Tone it down. Yeah, tone it down. I mean, Kanye, Ugh. he's just lost his little mind. Look. And I say that not belittling mental health. I got mental health issues too, but sending people down the runway in White Lives Matter shirts with Candace Owens. Yeah, it seems like he's uh, really trying to start. He be trying to start something. He be trying to start something. That's a song, right? Oh, for sure. For sure it's a song. Yeah. It's our song. Yeah, our song. He, he be trying to start something, which is wild. Look, when yeah, when he, when he showed up in the mega hat at the White House, I was like, you are a brilliant musician, and I am... I think I'm out. I got to be out for yeah. these reasons. And for these reasons, I am out. Thank you so much. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm just like, we got to get our friends some help. Yeah. I mean, but at what point? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm out of it. Someone, someone close to him has got to do something. Cause I'm over here. I'm minding my business as always. Yeah. 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 I saw it and I said, eh, want to investigate. Don't know why he did it. Okay. <laughs> Caleb, we have to end this. I could talk to you for hours and hours, but you have a heart out at one twenty because you have like a life or something and you, you, yeah, you just have to go. Okay. So I ask everybody this, would you date me? I would date you, Nicole. I think we would have a lot of fun. I think, look, it's, there are a lot of, uh, obstacles we'd have to jump over. My sexuality being a massive one. Sure. But, Man, do I think we'd have a good time. I think we'd have. And I think we'd get invited to everything. I also think so. I think we'd be like a fucking power couple. And I think that would be delightful. We'd be lighting up every dinner party. Ooh, yes. They'd be like, we got to invite Nicole and Caleb. They're funny as fuck. <laughs> they eat all the food, but they're very but funny. God damn, they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> she also comes with Tupperware and she eats it all and takes what she can't. Um, okay, Caleb, do you have anything you want to promote? Oh no! Follow me on uh, follow me on stuff at Caleb says things, and I'll I'll tell you when there's stuff, you guys. Okay, this I love. All right, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, like it, rate it, subscribe, whatever the fuck, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pandora, I don't know. But listen, if you write me something nasty, hitting on me, I will read it aloud. You can send it to Why Won't You Date Me Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have any questions, concerns, queries, comments, send it along. Mars, my producer, she'll be looking at it. So no dick pics, no pussy pics, no titties, no butts. She don't want it. I don't see it. This nice person said, there will only be seven planets left after I destroy your anus. Thank you, queen. Okay, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... 
Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512.24 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards.